You're listening to the Can-Am Infection with Tony Jackson and Jan Christofferson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Remember, you punks. I call you a punk. And I'm awesome! Let's get ready to rumble! You gon' get got. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah! Where do you come from? None of your business. The Rock is going to do to you exactly what he does best, and that's lay the smack down on your candy ass! He owes you face to put the Rock with you. The bottom line is, and this is the most serious thing that I've ever said to the public in my entire life. Hey folks, how you doing tonight? Um, thank you for joining me and Jan tonight on the Canon Infection. We're doing a little special recording tonight. Uh, tonight was Night of Champions. It was interesting, and as we teased last week, we were just going to give our immediate uh, reactions after the show aired. It's been all for a whopping 15 or 20 minutes, so this is pretty fresh in our minds. Um, as always, I am Tony, and my wonderful co-host is... Jan. Alright, excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, me and him just both watched this tonight. He had to put up some results on another uh, website we post at, so that's why it took us a few minutes. But 15 minutes, I think, is okay for everybody. If, if, if you guys are that eager to hear us, then, well, well thank you. <laughs> but, yes, uh, Night of Champions happened tonight. Um... There is one thing I missed. I didn't get home in time to see the pre-show, so I guess I'll let uh, Jan talk about that. It was the tag team turmoil like uh, qualifier, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, hmm? oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, everyone. So we're basically just going to recap the show, uh, starting from the beginning. Uh, so uh, yeah, we had our pre-show tonight, and. Uh, I guess we'll start with the panel. Uh, as you've been seeing for the last few months, the WWE now has a panel of superstars that will talk during the uh, the pre-show and at some points during the pay-per-view. It's hosted by Josh Matthews, and tonight we had Alex Riley, Booker T, and Santino Marella. Interesting panel. Yes. <laughs> Alex Riley, who I, you sometimes hear on NXT. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Josh Matthews, who pretty much pops up wherever Josh Matthews can pop up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Booker, who's been kind of... <laughs> been kind of be, be being like this weird Jiminy Cricket to, like, Daniel Bryan the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do this, Daniel. Don't. You know, I'm just... I don't know. I don't know if he's going to heel turn or not. And, of course, Santino, who, as if you just heard our last podcast, our, our debut podcast, he's back this week from injuries. Yep. So did they give any kind of interesting insight or just pretty much standard, you know, uh, pr- pretty much standard, you know, just discuss discussing the matches coming up and Santino giving his flair and witty uh, comedy. Nothing, nothing really too, too much of note, huh? No. Uh, the only other thing was uh, they went to Renee Young, who was in their um, social media lounge 
and they were talking about uh, polls for everyone to vote on, on who you felt were the best champions, and they would have five different champions for you to select from. Some of the choices were a little odd, to say the least, and... Yeah, I saw that later on, yeah. And some of the winners weren't exactly deserving, in my opinion. There was, there was many, many uh, outcries of, yep, that's rigged. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what can you do? Um, in case you haven't done it, done it yet, folks, download the WWE app. <laughs> Not because I want you to, but maybe if enough people do, they'll stop freaking plugging it. Um <laughs> Oh, it gets so annoying with that. Um, I guess, well, I guess that'll... Oh, uh, since you watched it and I didn't, uh, you can go and give the results of the actual match after the uh, Talking Heads got done with their little spiel. Well, after this, we had uh, Paul Heyman backstage. He was rocking back and forth, and Brad Maddox showed up, and uh, as you can imagine, Paul tried to get out of his match yet again. And uh, this time his plan was, oh, well, you know, if Curtis Axel just happens to get defeated, I'll just punch the ref right in the nose right away and I'll get DQ'd. So Maddox didn't quite like that and he made the match no disqualification. Again, Paul just has no friends. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. So about uh, 10 minutes into the pre-show, we finally get our tag team turmoil match going. And uh, we started out with 3MB up against Tons of Funk. And from here, uh, well, a friend of mine pretty much called the match point for point. And uh, we started out with 3MB losing through a pin of uh, Tensai pinning Drew McIntyre. Then the Real Americans came out, and uh, they managed to get through Tons of Funk and even the Usos. Huh. And the primetime players came out, and after a lot of good offense, uh, yeah, they won after Gutbuster. Nice. And, Millions of dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, good match or just standard opening fair? It was pretty decent. I mean, every single match tonight had adequate time, and like everything went over five minutes, which was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never like the little cheapy short matches. So. Mm. Um, yeah, so, okay, after that, that's probably about the time I came in because uh, we were, they were doing the whole, like, you know, getting ready and everything. And uh, we had Triple H, Triple H in the ring to kind of start off. Well, he came to the ring. And he pretty much started plugging and uh, shilling for the show, making, you know, everybody hopefully get excited and all that stuff like that. Yeah, he was kind of playing a face role, even though he had those heel tendencies in his voice. Yeah, it was kind of strange. He was like, the best pay-per-view that you'll ever see. Anyway, but uh, to kind of keep up his uh, complete and utter terror at facing CM Punk, possibly later on, uh, Paul Heyman came out, and he was with our good old buddy Curtis Axel. And, as you can imagine, that did not go well, especially when Axel grabbed the mic and opened his mouth. It led to an intercontinental title match finally being scheduled. Yeah, yeah, that was at least something kind of nice. Makes you wonder if Triple H really does kind of read the dirt sheets and the boards and all that stuff, and is like, you know, eh, maybe I'll do this. So, as Triple H was, you know, I'm going backstage, and the first person I see is who you're going to face, and my first thought is, is it really going to be Kofi again? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I wasn't disappointed. (laughs) 
Yeah, so I, I tell you one thing, heel or not, one of the guys who's really benefited from this is Kofi. Like, Triple H seems to be pretty fond of the little guy. <laughs> like, as far as kayfabe, I mean, he gets good matches. He doesn't mm-hmm. get yelled at for talking, you know, speaking his mind and stuff. It's kind of funny. Now, uh, yeah, surprisingly, though, it was a good match. Uh, and it had a lot of time to it. It went about 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, however, uh, as has been kind of like the, you know, uh, I guess you would say the rhythm of the show's last couple of weeks, uh, Axel did win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kept his belt. However, it it wasn't it wasn't a screwy finish. He he won clean. Yeah. You know. You know. I mean, can't really be too pissed off about that. I understood where they were doing that though. They wanted to give Axel the win because. For the last few weeks, everybody's like, you know, oh, man, Punk's going to like, destroy Axel and Heyman. So you want to give the guy a little bit of a, you know, fighting chance. You want to be like, oh, maybe he can do it, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but I didn't have a problem with that. And, again, like you said, it's Kofi Kingston. He gets title shots for the mid-card belts, like, all the time. So him losing this time really doesn't hurt him or help him either way, you know. <laughs> he's, he's always around, so... But yeah, it was a good match. I really give that, and it really did like kind of give you the idea that Heyman is. In case you haven't been watching the last couple of weeks, <laughs> Heyman has really like been uh, very good about letting his on-screen appearance show how disheveled he is. He's been growing out his beard. He looks like he hasn't been sleeping. Uh, just he looks really haggard. <laughs> yeah. He did a very good job of letting that, uh, you know. Uh, kayfabe story actually come across as something that like he actually is really unhappy with um but yeah 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 not too bad i i thought it was pretty fun and uh there's uh, now it's time for everybody's favorite rob van dem ricardo yeah <laughs> learning spanish in the locker room uh, i don't mind them but yeah it was a time killer it was nothing really big so yeah. that's what it was and then we and uh yeah. they're getting some divas action yeah, AJ found her little buddies in the backstage, and they were saying, oh, yeah, we're not your army anymore, and they left her. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I was like, huh? Huh? I don't know. Yeah. I guess they I guess they were like, hey, hey, we're still not important enough to be on a pay-per-view, so we're going to leave right now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, yeah, but then, then we had the four-way. Yeah, Diva's title um, up next. Uh, it, it's kind of weird how they're kind of playing it, because AJ, I don't know if they're playing her as a heel or a face. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking they want her to be the heel. Yeah. Because you know they want Total Divas to do good. Natalia's obviously a face. Naomi's obviously a face. But Brie again is kind of doing that middle thing because she's going against AJ now. Yeah. But she's still kind of a heel, so it's, it's kind of up in the air. Yeah, so. they even went out of their way as the introductions were going to say that there was a poll on the Bella's Twitter just to pick Bree's attire for the match. And she wore what the fans wanted. Yeah, yeah. a rainbow bright outfit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which that I never thought of her as being kind of a geeky fangirl, but I, I guess, sure, why not? Because she had to have the outfit, you know? <laughs> So, again, a pretty decent match. Um, the highlights were at the very end where we had Natalia giving a double sharpshooter. You know what? I will say this right here and right now. Most of the time, Divas matches for me are complete piss breaks. Mm. They're not that, you know, interesting on, on the norm. I mean, there's been some good ones. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 
But the double sharpshooter was pretty sweet. That was pretty cool. Even before that, though, a lot of people were complaining. Even the commentators were complaining. JBL, King, Cole. Just the whole thing that Natalia picked up Bree, slammed her on top of Naomi. Both of their shoulders were down, and the ref did absolutely nothing. That was kind of weird. I know they were setting up the spot, but that's another one of those instances where they just kind of... You know, the rules don't help the finish, so... <laughs> and that wasn't even the finish, because yeah. Natty got uh, got uh, confuzzled by AJ, who then slapped on the Widowmaker. Isn't that what it's called? The Widowmaker? Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. And uh, Widowmaker was uh, Barry Windham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Black Widow, yeah. which... Uh, Natty fought for a while, yeah. but she, she did eventually tap out. So. And, yeah, our second retain of the night, and at this point I'm starting to think, like, these first two matches, they seem like they're the most predictable. You expect to see a change, and you don't. Does this mean that all the titles will get retained throughout the night? That was my first thought. Yeah, it's just, really, is this pretty much how we're going to go with it? Yeah. Um, There was some blah, blah, blah. They had some backstage stuff and everything like yeah. that. The... Let the audience get ready and stuff. Then we have probably our first, you know, quote unquote big match of the night. Yeah, world heavyweight uh, title. Oh yeah, yeah, ADR and and, and just because I know everybody had to have loved it last week. <laughs> 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 uh, versus uh, our good pal RVD with with uh, Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah. So. I had that. I thought it was all right. It was okay, yeah. Yeah, it definitely yeah. picked up toward the end. Yeah, um, I don't know if RVD and ADR's styles mesh really well, yeah. but they were trying. And, and I'm, I'm never, I'm never had a problem with ADR as far as his work ethic. I could tell he tries. I just don't care. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so like I was saying, after the first two matches, I'm thinking, is everyone going to retain? And so my first thought when this match was beginning is, RVD's going to win by disqualification, isn't he? And it, that's exactly what happened. There was actually a prediction poll this week uh, on a board I post at. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter if I say it or not, wrestle crap. I go there often. Okay. Uh, and we have a prediction game. And even in the prediction game, I didn't do that well this week. Well, you'll find out why later. Hmm. But. Um, one of the matches I even called four or five days ago was RVD versus Alberto Del Rio. RVD wins via disqualification. Mm. <laughs> I just kind of saw it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it wasn't a horrible match. I mean, there were some good spots, and you know, it it, it was a long match. It was. Uh, let me look at your results. I'll know the exact time. Let me pull up your results. Um, thirteen minutes twenty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a pretty good match, and uh, for anybody who is a big RVD fan, um, he did the Van Daminator according to Cole, but it's the Van Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get confused with him too. Yeah, well, I used to watch a lot of ECW. That's the only reason I remember. But uh, the Van Terminator, for anybody who hasn't seen it or is not sure what it is, that's the one where he does the quote-unquote Shane McMahon coast-to-coast, where he jumps across the ring and yeah. hits somebody with their trash can or a uh, uh, chair. Chair this time. Mm-hmm. ADR sold that very well. I'll give him that. Yeah, and that's where my next question comes up, because as soon as this spot happened, I had friends reminding me, hey, Damien Sandow has money in the bank. Are we going to see an appearance right now? 
and it didn't happen. Yeah, there was a couple of people on the board who mentioned that, and I was like, I even forgot. And as soon as somebody mentioned, I was like, wow, that is probably the stupidest move that like they've done writing. Yeah. And especially for Sandow, it makes Sandow look stupid. The writers don't care. They don't, they're not on the screen. They don't make them look stupid. But mm-hmm. when you get involved in the storyline, Damien just like, you know, I could have won him that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. They they seem to be really fond of the long. They like do one quick cash in, and then the other guy, they want him to hold it forever. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, like Dolph Ziggler. I think when Dolph Ziggler won, it was him and Kane, and Kane cashed in that night, right? Uh, or am I wrong? Um, or was that two years ago? Um, that was two years ago. No, that was Rey Mysterio that he cashed in on. But yeah, it uh, it was that night. Oh, it was? Wow. Yeah. And Ziggler had it for almost a year, so yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, Let's see. Next up was the filler match I knew was coming, Fandango versus The Miz. I, you, you can take this one because I really I kind of lost focus on it a couple of times. Uh, well, yes, so did I. Like it was an okay match. Uh, most of the time, you were focusing on Summer, who was just bouncing around outside, all excited, and then it ended with a quick tap out on a figure four. Yeah, um, uh, somebody who was on the boards with me like mentioned because I I caught the very ending. I caught the the flipping figure four, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, "Man, remember when Fandango was getting a push?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, the match got nearly eight minutes, so, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know if they want to push Fandango or Miz, so they just don't They don't really know. They just, like, you know. Yeah. They push whoever they feel like pushing that night, so, whatever. Um, a friend of mine made a good remark on this. They're like, oh, man, this show's running short, so now we're going to have the Michigan National Guard sitting ringside. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't that the matches were short, but it was, it, this was a very light card. Yeah. You know, for, for what they had, so... Eh, but, you know, it's okay. That's all it is. Well, I guess this would bring us to the next big... Out of the big three matches of the night. The No Disqualification Elimination Handicap Match. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um, uh, starting out with the dueling kendo sticks was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what? I will, I will say this right now. Um, I'm still not sure if I'm a big fan of Axel, but he is winning me over a lot quicker than ADR is. Yeah. Like he's been growing on me for quite a while and, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see him get somewhere. I just hope that the crowd will start to care more about him. Yeah, he, he's one of those guys who's really hit or miss on the mic, and a lot of your casual fans mm-hmm. love them some mic workers, but he's really good in the ring. I really like his little spot where he misses the clothesline and then hits the back clothesline. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of nice nice and brutal. Um, however, I guess they telegraphed this earlier, Axel did get pinned. Yeah, uh, after ten and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, he got pinned, and then, actually, I forgot, he, he uh, tapped out. He got pinned for GTS. Yeah. Then Punk put on the Anaconda device. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was pretty much the end of uh, poor Axel. Um, then Paul came in, and... He started. If you don't, <laughs> yeah, he started shaking yeah, and chasing him around. And <laughs> if you don't know how this was going to end, then, yeah, you, you haven't been watching WWE too long. 
They did throw a swerve in there. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, um, we, we called it. One. We even called it on our last episode. We were thinking, okay, there has to be a new Heyman guy. And we were right. <laughs> yep. It was yep. right back. Yeah, the bully comes out. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty much it was set up to where uh, Punk was going to smash Paul's face in with a kendo stick. Uh, Ryback snuck in through the back. And next thing you know, Punk's getting gored through a table. Yep. So, a nasty spot Punk took because he legit got busted open on his back. Yeah, I saw saw the blood on the mat after. Yeah, that didn't look too good. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll just stitch him up, you know, quick. But it it sold it. It sold it pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, Ryback carried Heyman. (laughs) Yeah, the the big repercussion I'm wondering about this, though, is Paul going to be... I don't know if he's going to be there tomorrow night or not. I mean, it's possible that since he didn't get beat up horribly, he just got beat up. Yeah. He might come out like a neck brace or something like that. Um, But I'm wondering how this is going to affect him and uh, Axel's relationship. Hmm. Well, he was praising him quite a bit in that Intercontinental title match, uh, even going as far as saying, you know, you're better than Punk during the uh, elimination later on. Uh, he seemed, but he lose. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed proud of him for retaining his title. So even though he lost, maybe he still sees something in him. We'll, yeah. we'll see. And Axel is a loyal guy, unlike CM Punk and his betrayal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So maybe he'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and Ryback does kind of fill that nice little niche of uh, Brock being gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ryback's not nearly as skilled as far as wrestling maneuvers as Brock, obviously. But he is a power guy, so that that always helps a heel stable. So, oh, next up we get, oh man. Well, uh, they were announcing Battleground uh, after this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that happens in three weeks. We still don't know what the uh, the gimmick of the pay per view is. Have you seen the friggin' poster? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. It's just flipping Ryback oh, against like a red background. Interesting. Yeah, so I guess maybe something with Heyman or something like that, but me and some of my friends were remarking on how that's one of the laziest posters we've ever seen. Mm. Just, just Ryback, so I don't know. Maybe they do something interesting with it. It was just kind of funny. Oh, man. Uh, next we have, I guess, our cool-down match, I guess you would say, right? Yeah, United States title. The Shield came out together, but uh, the tag champion stayed behind as Ambrose came down, followed by Ziggler. And, uh, again, another pretty decent match. Yeah, uh, Ziggler really... I feel so bad for the guy, because he, he's really athletic, and he can bump like a mother. Mm-hmm. He, he, he flies all over the ring when he takes a hit, and it's really, really, you know, <clears throat> a testament to how resilient he actually is, you know, in real life. You know, like, you know, screw, like, you know, oh, we're going to work this match out. It's like, no, he... He sells really, really well. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, he's he's been on such a downward spiral ever since he lost the title. Yeah. I hope something happens. I hope he gets somewhere with it. But as far as a good solid match, yeah, it was good. Yep. I mean, Ambrose is getting over, and you know, he's been over. Ambrose has always been to me the more charismatic of the Shield members. Yeah. He just has that kind of dirty, scummy, mercenary thing down, where he's just like this brawler, you know, jerk kind of guy. So 
So which works? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a bad guy. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll let you do the poll reveal for the greatest U.S. champion since you were talking about that earlier. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah, as the night went on, they were revealing the winners of these polls. Uh, for the U.S. title, we had Sting with a whopping 53%. I think he was, like, the biggest winner, like, as far as by percentage. I think so. Yeah, and that's just kind of interesting because there's other guys on there who were, who were WWE guys. Yeah. So for a non-WWE guy to win it... There's always talk in the rumor mill, like WWE wanting Sting to join and come in at least for one big match. Normally, they throw his name in with the Undertaker. They're like, Undertaker versus Sting would be great, but it's always rumors. You never really see anything happen with it, but it seems to be almost a yearly thing now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it still is interesting, you know. They, I mean, they have the rights to Sting's WCW matches, so they can use them in polls and stuff. So. That is their that is their right. Uh, for the, for our next match in the Shield Happy Fun Hour. <laughs> yes, uh, the moment Ambrose retained, the Shield was down to uh, join in, and we got the tag titles up next, along with our winners of the pre-show, the primetime players. Uh, it was it was kind of quick. Yeah. For, for yeah, as far as the matches go tonight, it was probably the quickest one. Uh, ac- well, actually, it uh, was just over the Divas match. Got seven and a half minutes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it was, it was pretty high energy, though. Oh, um, very, yeah. Like, uh, for a moment there, you could really see where the PTP were going to win. Like, t- Titus almost had it, and then I started thinking, nah, I sense a spear coming. <laughs> and then, out of nowhere, as Reigns tends to do, yep. he did spear him for the win. Yep. So, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, I, I, I don't take too much of this against the primetime players. Because if they're going with the push they're giving them right now, it well, it can go either way. I will say that. It could either go the way of the Usos where they're their main adversary but they never win. Or they might actually pick up the win because they've been pushing them even harder than the Usos lately. Yeah. You never know in WWE land, so. So, uh, yeah, like we had the U.S. title poll after the U.S. title match, we had our tag title poll after this. And these choices were odd. Um, the Dudley Yeah, there was a couple of legit teams, and then there's some of these guys. Yeah, like the Dudley boys weren't even part of the poll, which was ridiculous. And um, in the end, DX won uh, over the Road Warriors, of all people. And, and this DX that they they chose, yeah, it's it wasn't wasn't Road Dog and like you know Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws, who were part of DX. No, yeah. it was Sean and Triple H. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could kind of see them winning as far as popularity because they are still popular. But even then, I can't really see them winning by that much. Yeah. You know, they 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 won pretty well, and I'm just like rigged. Right. <laughs> like, Triple H did his face thing at the beginning of the night, so he wants to win a poll. So. <laughs> yeah. And well, speaking of, then we have uh, the WWE title poll, which happened right before the match started, and um, we have our choices. We had, like, Triple H and Cena, Austin, Hogan, and I think Rock or Taker, I forget. And uh, I think it was Rock. I think yeah. Was sure. uh, anyway, um, Hogan won, which was uh, pretty good to see. Uh, yeah. Like, Cena didn't win. I was honestly surprised. Uh, he, got, yeah. he got third place. <laughs> I know, right? 
Uh, I, well, the, another thing about Hogan, uh, it's been kind of like Sting. Hogan's a lot different because obviously he's been in the WWE. He was the WWE for a long time. But there's been rumblings that his TNA contract is coming up soon and he might not resign and he might want to go to like WWE. But again, that's just rumors. Nobody's really verified anything. The only thing that is true is that his TNA contract is coming up soon. And there is doubt where he might resign. There's been no real verification that WWE's even reached out any feelers to him or anything. Mm. But it is Hogan, and Terry Bollea does love a payday, so you never know. <laughs> so you just have to wait and see on that one. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> you're looking up that right now, you're like, oh, really? <laughs> Uh, there was a poll for the Intercontinental title earlier on. Uh, uh, Chris Jericho won, as I can recall. Uh, Pat Patterson got a, a very bad one percent vote. Well, I mean, even if I mean, let's say they're not rigged. How many current WWE fans probably even know who Pat Patterson is? I mean, I'm sure, like, I mean, me and you know who he is. Obviously, he was one of Vince McMahon's stooges, and he was also a very active wrestler, like back in the day. You know.